Hello, Dazzle. Thanks for coming and hanging out with me today. I'm glad that you're here. Today, I want to address some of the myths and misconceptions that I frequently hear regarding people who have chronic illness. So the first one is chronic illness is a problem for the elderly. Approximately 25% of children in the United States have a chronic condition, and 1 in 15 have multiple chronic conditions. About 52% of working age, or 18 to 64-year-old adults, have at least one chronic illness, and about 27% have multiple chronic illnesses. Older adults are disproportionately affected by chronic conditions, such as diabetes, arthritis, and heart disease, with nearly 95% having at least one chronic condition and nearly 80% having two or more. These numbers demonstrate that chronic illness is much more common in the geriatric or older than 65 population, but it is far from being exclusive to that age bracket. When people see these numbers, they're often misled because they don't look at all the data, which further illuminates things. 80% of all adults are younger than 65, which means that it's pretty significant that more than half of this group has a chronic illness. So myth number two, people with chronic illness don't want to work. Well, let's go back to the data. About 52% of the working aged adults, which is 18 to 64, have at least one chronic illness, and about 75% have multiple chronic illnesses. About 26% of individuals of the working age are diagnosed with a disease that is considered to cause disability. Despite all of that, the unemployment rate is only 3.6% in the United States. But that's looking at everyone. If you want to be more specific, only 7.6% of those with a disability are not working, which means that most of the people who have a chronic illness or disability are working. So just like everyone else, with those with chronic illness or disability are working, whether they want to or not. So the next myth, chronic illness affects men more than women. The reverse is actually true. Women are more likely to have a chronic illness than men. In fact, 38% of American women have at least one chronic health condition compared to 30% of men. Of the 10 leading causes of death for women, six are chronic diseases, while only half of the leading causes of death for men are chronic diseases. And this means that women die from chronic dis uh, disease 44.7% of the time as compared to men who die from chronic disease 41.6% of the time. Granted, this isn't a huge difference in the gender representation, but it does have a slightly higher representation and risk for females. So the next myth, chronic illness is the result of lifestyle choices. This is too broad of a statement to be completely true. Among U.S. adults, more than 90% of type 2 diabetes, 80% of coronary artery disease, 70% of stroke, 70% of colon cancer are potentially preventable by a combination of non-smoking, avoidance of being overweight, moderate physical activity, healthy diet, and moderate alcohol consumption. 
However, it is far from being all of the chronic illnesses. Genetic illnesses are not preventable in that once that the person is born, they have the DNA that they have. And at this point, we can't change that. There are some diseases that are not classified as genetic that have a strong connection to genetics, such as Crohn's disease, celiac disease, and macular degeneration, which each have a genetic contribution of approximately 40 to 50%. That all being said, what the science tells us is that our environmental exposures have more impact on our health than our genetics. When looking at diseases overall, genetics have less than 5% impact on your health. This information is very powerful and leads many to the false conclusion that chronic illness is the result of lifestyle choices. Because in order for it to be a choice, the person in question must have the ability to do something other than what is causing the disease. Individual responsibility, while important, only has full effect where people have equal access to healthy choices. If a person is too poor to afford health care, they are not choosing to not get health care. That is something being imposed upon them. Those who live in poor communities are more likely to develop a chronic condition than those who live in an affluent community. Poor health in poor communities has a 15% higher probability than in an affluent community. This means that while environment plays a major role in our health, choice isn't as easy to parse out. A person's risk of developing chronic disease is determined by a multitude of factors, including an individual's education, income, lifestyle, family history, and even the presence of other chronic conditions. While most of these factors are considered environmental, most of them are not factors that are under an individual's complete control. The education a person receives depends entirely on how wealthy their family is. Their lifestyle will also be greatly impacted by their wealth. It's difficult to make the choice to exercise regularly when you need to work two or even three jobs to make ends meet. The impact of race cannot be ignored here either. The lack of representation in research, equitable care, and differences in economic states all play into the fact that racial and ethnic minorities are one and a half to two times more likely than whites to have most of the major chronic diseases. While these are certainly environmental factors that have impacted these health outcomes, it cannot be said that a person chooses which race they are born. It is absolutely true that lifestyle and environmental exposures have a huge impact on our health outcomes. What is not true is that people can freely and easily make choices regarding their lifestyles and environmental exposures, meaning that this too is a myth. Well, there are many other myths about chronic illnesses, but that's about all the time that I have for today. What are some of the myths and misconceptions that you have heard? So thanks for coming and spending some time with me. If you like what you've listened to, consider offering us some support. It really does help. And until we can talk again, you guys be sure to take care of yourselves. Bye!